XNO. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Hi, welcome back, Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Let's take a look at one of the two local teams we're going to look at today. I believe they're the favorite to win the NFC North. If not, they should be. The Chicago Bears in the spotlight. Vikings coming up with Tim Yotter. Right now, Jeff Hughes, the Bears blog, uh, he joins us. Jeff Trent and Ken, how are you? I am doing great, Ken. How are you? Doing very well. Thanks for coming on. And you mentioned it in uh, in your tweet when uh, we put out our guest list and you uh, let your followers know that you're going to be on. And the kicker will be addressed uh, in our conversation I guess, Jeff, what's the best-case scenario now, trying to find one of these guys? Isn't it as Trent and I kind of speculated last week that, you know, if there's a team with a young kicker and they've got a veteran on the roster making a lot of money, but this youngster, he would save us a lot of cap space. He's not that big of a difference. We think he's going to be good. Is that the best-case scenario? A veteran gets jettisoned, like uh, uh, Bailey last year in uh, the Vikings pickup. Maybe that kind of scenario, Jeff? You know, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I, to break this kicker down, the situation down as quickly as possible, they brought in a bunch of kids, a bunch of kids, and none of them were any good. So they kept a couple of the kids, I think, just to keep bodies. They have made a circus out of this entire process. And now, no matter what happens this summer with the kids on the roster, with Fry and with Pinero, we're not going to know. They're going to be a complete unknown until they kick that opening Thursday night against the Packers. And I just can't imagine that Ryan Pace and this organization are going to allow the position that knocked them out of the postseason last year to allow that position to be an unknown going into this year with this roster would be negligence of the highest order. And they would be, they would be slaughtered in the press if one of these young kickers were to were to miss a game winner against the Packers on that opening night. So I think what you guys have drawn up is highly possible. Does some kicker come free or become available here in the next few months? Listen, we all know who they want, and we all know Mm -hmm. who wants them. But right now it does not seem like Robbie Gold is going to get free of San Francisco. They certainly don't want to let him free. Now, if he doesn't show up in San Francisco, could a kicker force his way out of an NFL franchise? We certainly haven't seen that before. But Robbie's the kind of guy who could do it. He's made a lot of money. He loves Chicago. He wants to come home. That's the match. That's, that's the no-brainer. But right now, it looks like they're, they're content to at least go into the summer with these kids and let them kick and see where they are in July. Speaking of that, and I, I've heard from a few people, non-Bears people, saying, boy, all the consternation, all the hand-wringing here for a kicker, what's the big deal? And I just point to our neighbors to the north up in Minnesota. I mean, they've had kicking issues seemingly for two decades, and you see how it's gone on for that organization. This is something that can permeate. This is something that can get into, I don't know, just, just deeply embedded into the organization as a whole. It feels so important to get this right. I mean, I mean... People who say these things about kickers, I, I just believe, have no historical knowledge of the NFL in general. Ask the Buffalo Bills what a kicker means. <laughs> yeah. Ask the New England Patriot dynasty of the early 2000s what a kicker means. Yeah. Of course, the Vikings know what a kicker means. But don't even go that far back. Go back to the NFC title game and Greg the leg banging 60 yarders from everywhere on the field. Yep. 
if you don't have that guy who could reliably kick a 50-yard field goal now, you have a liability on your roster. And these games are determined by a play here and a play there. There are 12 to 15 teams in this league right now that are maybe two plays difference between them from 1 to 15. And that play, a lot of times, is on specials. And right now, if you're ranking those teams, the only one with a true liability at kicker is the Chicago Bears because we honestly don't know what they have. Uh, I'm just surprised that they haven't brought someone like a Matt Bryant or someone who's done it in the league before in at this point to at least have that body there. But I'm going to trust that they have a plan for the position and they just they can't execute it quite yet. Hmm. Uh, David Montgomery signed on the dotted line, former Iowa State running back. Uh, we saw how special he was here. The the uh, yardage after first contact, the missed tackles, the broken tackles, just unbelievable what he did at Iowa State. Uh, I'm hard-pressed, Jeff, to find more buzz around a rookie running back that was drafted in the third round than there is on David Montgomery. They absolutely love him. He's a threat out of the backfield. Uh, they're already, uh, you know, I think sizing him up for his bust in camp for crying out loud, some of the stuff you read. But look, at he is off the field. He's a gem. On the field, he's a beast. I think they have a good one in Montgomery. I will say this, that reports out of camp, out of the OTAs, uh, I've never heard such glowing things about a, about a rookie. And I thought it was very telling that the minute he left practice one day, they had a contract done. And I think the Bears saw what they thought they were getting in David Montgomery, which is a star running back. I understand that he, he didn't hit the numbers that you need to hit to, to be a first-round pick, but the Bears think they've got a star uh, at, at running back. And, and one thing I was told is do not expect this to be a running back by committee. They're going to use Tariq Cohen in a whole wide range of ways, but they see David Montgomery as the guy who can do everything this offense asks. He can, he can run the ball. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. He's so bright. Uh, he's a heck of a blocker. They see him as the total package and providing the things that Jordan Howard couldn't provide. And, again, he's a third-round pick, uh, and he's the fifth favorite right now. As a matter of fact, he's actually the third favorite. There are only two people, Vegas odds better, to win Offensive hmm. Rookie of the Year than a third-round running oh, back. That's crazy. Vegas has picked up on this. And he's, cause this kid's going to be a star, I think. And what a steal that would be. But wouldn't be surprising. Ryan Pace has been very good in these middle rounds. Yes, he has. He's been able to unearth a lot of different gems out there. The offensive line, of course, is an important part, though, of anything that's going to happen with David Montgomery and the running game. That offensive line, moving parts at times, and the center. James Daniels versus Cody Whitehair. It's a conversation, Jeff, we've had now dating back for a year What's the latest? What's going to happen up front and certainly at that center position? James Daniels will be the starting center. Cody Whitehair, Kyle Long will be the guards. Bobby Massey and Charles Leno will be the tackles. And I applaud the Bears for, I believe this was the plan from the second they drafted James Daniels. I, I don't think this team last year believed they were going to be quite as good as they were. I think things certainly changed early September when they made a deal yeah. for a certain edge rusher. Um, I think they, were, they wanted to give James Daniels time to assimilate to the NFL, but I was told by people last summer they knew this kid was going to be a great center. They would have made the move earlier last year, but there was no reason to shake up what, what they had going. Uh, they expect James Daniels to be the center for years to come, 
And Cody Whitehair profiles better as a guard. These guys are now in their natural position. And if you're looking at sort of five years down the line, I think the Bears hope they'll both still be there anchoring what's going to be the core of this offense, which will be their offensive line. Because we all know in Chicago in December, that's where the games are won and lost. And they think they've got a core of offensive linemen now to win those games. No no doubt about it. You know, one of my bigger takeaways, Jeff, is the from this offseason is how comfortable seemingly Mitch Trubisky is uh, in being the Bears quarterback, meaning that you know, he goes off the first pitch at guaranteed rate field. He brings the offensive line with him and they, and he stand up in front of him and he throws a pitch. Then he's, uh, on some TV show or in front of people dressed up as Ditka, wearing the mustache and Ditka's old. He's comfortable. We're seeing him break out of maybe, and maybe he's done this in the past and I haven't noticed it, but he's embracing being the Bears quarterback in the city of broad shoulders. Uh, you know, the interesting thing about Mitch is, you know, he gets drafted, shocked the city when he got picked shows up at a Bulls game and gets booed. Mm. And I believe since that day, he has realized that the way to win the fans over is just to show up, to do your work, to play your best, and to not create any distractions around the position. He finished the season really well last year. And while we all kind of get carried away with what's happening on Twitter, if you actually get off of Twitter and into the real world, you find that people really like Mitch in Chicago. And everybody who roots for the team wants the kid to be successful. He has embraced the position because what choice do you have? You know you're going to get the scrutiny. You know you're going to get the criticism. You're a professional football player. You're the quarterback of one of the banner franchises. Why not enjoy it? And the one thing I've heard from people who who are around him is that he's just so much more comfortable now in that role. Last year, well, first of all, let's, let's ignore the Fox time, but last year... I, he was overwhelmed. To go from what Dole Loggins and John Fox were asking him to do to what Matt Nagy was asking him to do was like going from blocks to algebra. It's just not a transition you can make. So it took him six, seven months to get comfortable. They believe he's taken that step now, and that has to now translate to numbers and to wins, and the expectation around the team is that it will. Final 30 seconds with you, Jeff. You're freaking out about the uh, beautiful throwback jerseys. We don't disagree very often. What's your deal? I don't freak out about them. I, first of all, <laughs> I don't care. They are a marketing tool. Yes. The, the team doesn't care. They just want your money. So if you would like to go crazy and buy the striped socks, more power to you. Enjoy it. I prefer that team. This happens in the soccer world, too, and it drives me absolutely crazy. I prefer that the teams I identify in certain colors stay in those colors. And I don't understand this desire by franchises year in and year out to wear the jerseys they wore in 1964 because some guy broke a record that year. Stick in the jerseys that we know, stick in the colors that we know, and stop trying to drain every nickel out of the fans that you can. They spend a fortune on games, a fortune on Sunday ticket. They, they, they support this game in ways that we've never seen in the history of American sports. Maybe every once in a while, give them a break and don't try to take more out of their wallet. Jeff Hughes, the Bears blog. Jeff, appreciate it as always. going to be a fun year. Look forward to talking to you a whole bunch of times, Jeff Hughes. Thank you. I hope. I hope it's every week, guys. Okay, good stuff. Good to talk to you. I'll lock that in. Jeff Hughes, uh, the Bears blog, as uh, we talk Chicago Bears, the favorite in the NFC North. As it should be. As it should be. They are the favorites. I agree. All right. um, Second choice, Vikings? You could make an argument for them or the Packers. Do you like what the Lions are doing? No. You don't? No. 
You don't like the New England West? It's never worked anywhere else. It's true. Patricia seems to be going all in, though. No, he is. But McBlunder did, too. Yeah, Romeo tried. Didn't go very didn't, well. Didn't. Charlie Weiss? Didn't. <laughs> uh, we'll take a time out. We'll come back. We will talk Vikings next in the 11 o'clock hour NBA draft conversation. And Mitch Sherman from The Athletic. It's Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460.